just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. As we always do. Tune in, see what's most important. What's what's a repeating theme in our lives right now? Where where are clients gaining the most value from us? Well, I think that actually is a repeating theme for me. I've talked to a couple of people about this, about the nothing in particular. You know, um, there's so. Oh, you know what? I've got to show an analogy. Maybe I'll, this maybe this will take us something completely different. Actually, but I thought about this this morning. I was going for a walk. So we often talk about clarity of going, like of not being distracted, right? So the more successful you get, the more opportunities to pop up, that are really just high level distractions, right? So if you walk, me and you're walking down a corridor and there's doors either side of it, and each of those doors, like maybe they've got flashing things or lights, other lights and noises, and they've got people coming out and trying to drag us in, like, come over here, this is great. And each one of those doors is like this big attraction, big distraction. We're walking along, like there's a maybe it's a 10 foot hallway, right? So we're walking quite close to each other. We're seeing these things and we're saying, well, which one? There's four we could just see for right now. Which one should we go in? And we're debating about what we should do. And all the whole time, we're not doing anything because we're debating which one of these things, are, which one of these great things is a great thing to do. And then maybe we just will finally decide on what one it is. Like, that's great. I went in there, that went in that room, that feels good. And you kind of go, cool, now what? And then you do the whole thing again, and it's inefficient, it's delayed, and nothing's tied together. And so the game, of course, is to know that the only way you get through that corridor is by knowing that the thing at the end is the thing that you want the most. And that keeps you focused looking forward, going, I'm not got to choose what's around me because I've already chosen what's in front of me down the line that I'm going towards. And that is the conviction for consistency towards a goal. To stop this, it's not like, what's the best distraction? Because it might be some of those doors, you're like, oh, actually, this door gets me to my goal quicker. It's a shortcut or it's a creates more depth to where I want to get to. So that, mm. so that we just need to know where we're going. Otherwise, we really distracted with something. And I thought, okay, so on into the doors that are part of the goal. If you, once you enter those doors, okay, this is a correct door to go down to your outcome where you want to get to. Okay. Are you following me so far? My analogy. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So you were, you were down this corridor. I go, Oh, this is actually a right door for the outcome. We want the most. Okay. Go in. There's this huge room, like massive room. One of those ones where you walk in, the lights go in. The lights go on. There's so many things in that room. And you could be in that room for a long, long time exploring all the great things that that particular room is. And you could spend a long time in there, get lost and forget that you're even in a room. And then when you come out of the room, it's like that was something to lead toward me to my goal, but I'm now just back in the corridor. Went on this tangent, like what is it? That was all great stuff, but how do I know where to go next? So I think of it like this. So when you're when you're exploring that room, you're exploring that particular opportunity, whatever it might be in your business. Should I get more marketing? Should I get more salespeople? Should I grow a bigger team? Should I go into a different market? Should I 
expand, double down, sell out, whatever it might be, you want to explore those areas, but you also want to know like, what's the thing that I want that takes me to the next place? So in that analogy, the whole point of exploring that whole room, you may take a bunch of things, you might put them in your bag, but the thing you actually want before you leave is the key to the next door. So like in a coaching call, here's what the client wants. And you explore all these different concepts and principles and stories and everything else you've seen for everyone. And then you, what do you do? You pull it all that back down again and go, what's the action? So you get the exploration, but you, then you get the specificity of taking that one next thing to take that one next action, which moves you forward. So if I think about that corridor from, a, if I'm looking at it from a, from a, a like a plan, like I'm looking over the top of it. Bird's eye. All those rooms are huge rooms. Yeah. But I want to take, I want to know the one thing that leads me out of that room, which is the key to the next room. That is the one that leads me to our ultimate outcome. And that just struck me as a cool visual as I was walking this morning, because you started by saying nothing in particular. And what we always do is talk about clarity because clarity is power. We need to know what specifically it is that we want, and where we should be going, which leads us to a specific outcome to get us to that. And that's the power of coaching. It's getting clear about in a world of like less lack of clarity, fuzziness, cloudiness, stuckness is clarity on the next damn step we're sure about. This is really resonating with me. I'm just wondering, um, so is the difference of asking the question, would this be great versus do I need this? The high level distractions, I wrote that down, right? There's there's things that, hey, that would be great to have. Or like, hey, I could do that. It's pretty easy. I could tap into that and get some value or money or money or add value to people. Right. Like the more capable we are, the higher achievers we are, the more opportunities we have. Like we, we meet people, there's connections, could go down this rabbit hole, could go over here versus I need to have this thing. Hmm. And the difference between, ah, oh, that'd be great. You know, is this going to be good for me versus do I have to have it? Is that, the, is that the right way to think about that? Yeah. Do I have, well, not do I have to have it, but does this thing directly lead me to the thing I've already defined, predefined? Is the thing I want right now. So that's the difference for me, right? Once you're in it, you don't. It's too late. It's like once once you're at the car dealership looking around all the shiny new cars, asking yourself the questions like, "Do I really need a new car?" Is automatically going to be tainted by the fact that you're standing there or <laughs> sitting in a brand new sports car going, "This yeah, is pretty yeah. cool." So right. pre, if you walk into the showroom going, I do not need a new car. I'm here because I really like cars and I just want to look around. But I've looked at the numbers or I looked at the car I've already got and it's ridiculous to think I, I need a new car. I do not need a new car. It's not on my, it's not, I'm not in the market for that. It, it creates a, some sort of protection and filling those emotions up front so which you don't get clobbered when you go in as much. So uh might there be value in going down the part where like how, how do you how do we know what we what we want the most is it as simple as coming up with a prioritization list like i oftentimes find myself in this in this corridor and you make it sound so easy with like oh what, what do you want the most just do that thing i can't sometimes i can't figure figure that out like i want to know how like what sort of hacks do you have how do you figure that out? how do you know what it is for you well i think that there's no I've got it all figured out. 
right? So let's let's stop searching for I've got it all figured out. That's automatically off the table and not available. So I was on concerned. Can right, I interrupt right? you though? Uh, yeah. It, you either know it or you don't, right? Like uh, you know what you want or you don't know what you want. I'm sorry. Let's let this no, play no. out. What are you going to say? But I think this is really, but it's a really important point, right? So I think then we start to get into decisions. So know you want, don't know what you want. Knowing what you want or don't know what you want is a decision. I can't okay. decide, won't decide, don't know what it is. Is a reluctance to make a decision. Because a decision is making, is, is saying, this is the thing. Right? So, right. And so, but, but the goal is not to say, until I find the perfect thing, I, I will, uh, until then I won't make a decision. So I, I believe it's about optimizing for making decisions, not for making the right decisions. Mm. All right, so it almost doesn't even matter whether it's right or wrong, just the fact that we make it. Wow, that feels Often. that feels cringy for me though. It feels icky. I want to make Often. the right one. Yeah, but so here's here's the game. Often it's about making decision, not making the right decision. But why? Why is that true? We'll follow it through both sides. If you do not make the decision, you're back to standing in that hallway looking at all the doors that are in front of you going, which is the best door? And even if you pick the door, which is the best, it may not matter because it may not be going towards you where you want to go. And you've got no way of telling really if it's the best because you're looking at the wrong yardstick to prove it's the best. And once you make a decision, there's no going back on that specific decision anyway. So it doesn't even matter if it's the best. What you get by making decisions is more information. So if you just say, look, my, I've got a limit. I've got, I've got 20 minutes to decide, but at 20 minutes, the only thing that's not happening is that I'm, I'm not deciding and we carry on. I, I make a decision. And once I make a decision and I go all in on that decision, then I find out really quickly if it's wrong. Like if it's really wrong, then you'll find out quickly. Most likely, it's going to be, it could be something completely way better than you ever dreamed in, in the first place. Or it's most likely just to be somewhere in between. And then you get more information around more clarity about an even better decision to make or an easier decision to make. And then the thing on the side of that that I find is really the most important part is that you build the muscle of making decisions. Hmm. So which one? That one. Go. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's just do that. I guess my hesitance is, uh, you know, going back to your analogy of standing in the, in, the, in the corridor, there's all these doors. Optimally, if somebody like opens the doors, this is the right way, like this way. And if I just make a decision before that happens, might I miss the opportunity to make a better decision if I just would have waited? <laughs> But what if you ignore that one and wait for another decision after that? Or someone else? So that person opened the door and said, this is the right way. And you're like, I can't because I just made a decision to go somewhere else. But, and so you missed that opportunity. What if you hadn't made the decision, that person opens the door and says, it's right here. And you say, hang on. What if the person next to you is about to open their door and tells me it's the same thing? Where does it end? 
it might as well end before it even starts because that's the, <laughs> the only thing we know for sure is we're going to waste time the only thing we know for sure yeah is that we don't we don't know what it is but if we create that's why creating parameters for success are important and that's why you that's how you're able to create your own success so having a a three-year plan is arbitrary in a term there's nothing there's nothing special about three years or one year or two years or nine years what's great about it is that it's is it's defined if i say three years best case now let me lay it out this is what i'm thinking about right now and if i work back i can make some decisions and actions along the way that move me towards that i have a i have a purpose i have direction when you think about just going on a journey right like you, you went for a walk I'm just going to start walking. It's, it's like, okay, you'll be led wherever things just bump you into. And you might like, you might be okay with that. You might say my outcome here is to go and see whatever happens. I'm okay with that. But you probably don't want to make that whole decision about your entire life. I'm just going to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Probably not. I, I mean, I challenge, definitely challenge that. Yeah. So is it, uh, Part of decision making is is knowing your your compass, your north star. So, are we are we jumping to assume we've already done that? Like that's part of the process, right? We need to be able to sit down and write the three year vision or write something that right. uh, yeah that helps us with the clarity of making the the, the decisions. Yeah, where, where are we heading? I mean, I, when I think about the doors opening, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about me and you being out like on a boys' night out, and like oh, out, we're out in town, we can go ahead and do whatever we want. Like, and then you go, okay, we should go in that, that place or that place or that place. It's like, oh, it's all good. I've been in that situation tons of times with my friends. Where we're out and night out and we're out in like a bunch of bars and people go, where do you want to go next? So, I don't know. What do you want to do? It's great. And then we end up like just in the middle of the street, just talking about it. And someone goes off to get something to eat. And then, and then the group breaks up because there's no one, there's no, there's no leadership, right? There's no leadership. So this is ultimately about leadership for yourself. We got clarity going, like, we're going to go there, we're going to go there, we're going to go there. I'd rather go into the place and pull everyone into that place and go, what are we in this crap place for? I'd rather do that than just hang out outside while people are just, like, mucking around. If I, if I could, I'd like, to, I'd like to start to take the conversation into uh, where you just left off, leadership of self. Because uh, I've been experimenting with this myself, got some best practices. I, I think people would really love to know especially people that lead others uh, or are maybe in this place of overwhelm or having to choose things. Do we have some best tips and practices for leadership of self? What's a, what's a good practice? What's a good way to, to, to think of how we can hone our skills here in this category? Yeah. Loads of stuff. I mean, it starts with the acceptance of that you're in charge of you or awareness of that it's a really important part because I think that there's a lot of people who want to go through their whole life not thinking that they're in charge of themselves. Yeah. Because they're, look, I mean, we're, again, we're back, it's like that external world. We look at it and go, oh, that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened to me, that happened to me, that happened to me. And then they live in the external world consuming things that are outside of them. And you could see why people start to think that like I'm just in this and like, oh, oh, whatever the life shows me today is what is, I, I suppose what I get. And uh, you show up for work and someone tells you what to do, right? Or you show up in your relationship and someone tells you what to do. 
<laughs> and, and so you can start to see what that might be, right? And that, then that just, you know, whatever you focus on expands, you just keep going down that road. So it's the, it's the reset starting point of acceptance and awareness that actually you're in charge. And each one of those things that you're saying it's someone else's decision, you still make a decision and a choice to do that again. It's just every time you do it, it's 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 rote like it's over like it's overall they do the same thing over and over and over and over and over like you build the patterns what's that story of like getting how the police used to train people to like disarm people they used to, they used to have a rubber gun or whatever it was a gun and they'd have like hold it and then they train them and to take the gun away right and they do reps they take the gun away take the gun away and every time they take the gun away what they do is they give it back to the, the instructor right and then there's, <laughs> there's the story of a guy doing it for real life did, the, did it great, took the gun away, and then gave it back to the guy with the gun. Because <laughs> it's just, it's muscle memory. It's rote. Like, if the thing you do over and over and over again is what you're most likely to do. It's what you're going to do under stress. It's what you're going to do. Um, you're going to, what does James Clear say? You don't, um, you don't rise to the level of expectations. You fall to the level of your training. So this first start of that leadership of self is just to realize that you are in charge. And if it doesn't feel like it, then like, great, celebrate the fact that you that's a big breakthrough to make and then you just start on a journey of a small thing it starts by just trusting yourself you gotta have small things to trust yourself mm. um what what's one thing you can start with every day like like i'm tell yourself you're gonna do something and then do it I, I like I, I do i noticed i do this i know i noticed i did this a long time ago when i was kind of understanding these concepts as you're walking through the day you can do things like if you go to the bathroom, you can tell yourself, I'm going to turn that tap on now and turn the tap on. It's like, see, I'm going to turn that off now. That ain't off. See, and it's as ridiculous as that sounds, that, that builds muscle, that, that builds uh, confidence, certainty in yourself. Like if you were going to the gym and you were just recovering from an injury, injury or something, you can't like barely lift up like a bottle, like you couldn't lift any weights up. It's like, stop with a bottle of water. Lift it up. So, huh, you can do it. You're going to build the muscle. So, yeah, I think that's how it starts, coach. Is that what you get at? Yeah. Um, yeah, the awareness is, is first first and foremost. Just to remember that we're in control. We, we can make decisions. Because, yeah, I think, I think we get used to and we, we become okay with that. I don't know. Whatever happens, I'll, I'll make the best of it. That's not what leadership of self is about. It's just kind of going with the flow. You're, you're uh, cogging somebody else's wheel. And then... Um, I think, I guess this is what I was driving at is that it inevitably takes some sort of reflective time or you got to think through these things, right? And if you're busy, 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 go, 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 you know, our, our old friend, the 80-20 rule, if you're at 100% of go, 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 you, you can't even contemplate what it is that's important to you. Uh, you know, I'm reflective of what you shared recently um, somewhere else that, uh, you know, your max fill line you're, you're practicing is at 70% so that you can remain in that place of reflectiveness and make sure that your the nose of your airplane is making these small little adjustments. And you have that certainty that if you were to get off course, it's only for a couple of days or uh, a week or two or whatever, because you're, you're constantly checking in. So I think for me, I'm going through this now because I'm at, you know, we peak and valley at different places of overwhelm and opportunity and connection. And uh, we started to share this uh, right before we went on camera today, but um, 
the there needs to be an airport that you're going to or else you're just flying through the air and like any connection or any any disruption or any adjustment like it doesn't matter if you don't have an end goal that you're going to um and to your point this is what i'm learning today is that i'm waiting for the perfect endpoint. i want to make i want to know it's the right endpoint. i don't want to fly into the airport and have to take off again to another airport however you know, landing at that airport will give me experiences that maybe I wasn't expecting or like, I, I just have to go with, with whatever it is. And it's what you're saying is just the trust yourself part that you make that instinctual move to go to that airport, even if it's not perfect, even if you don't have all the answers, even if there might, might've been a better airport, you're going to that airport. And then once you're there, you'll make the best of it and you'll go to a different airport. If you need, if you feel so, so moved to go to that different airport. Yeah. Make it fun. Like, oh, I've got to go to this airport. What, what am I going to find out at this airport anyway? Cool. And then you get the balance of not being attached to finding the right airport, and then you enjoy it more anyway. And then the irony is that you win by doing that. But it is, it's worth going back to, like, the other part of it as well, because if you're constantly flying the plane with no endpoint, you're going to fall out of the sky and die. And because it's not like, oh, I'm going to wait around until I find the perfect thing. Time is still moving on. And so automatically you're losing if you're not doing anything. Like I recorded a video about this a long time ago called the cost of inaction is exponential. It's not, it's not whether I'm doing the right thing or not is that you better be doing something. And maybe I've learned into this too far the other way uh, with my 70% max fill line. But there has to be something you're moving towards because if you're not doing it, you're automatically losing because time is moving forward anyway. And that that's if you keep playing it through, right? What's the best thing? What's the next thing? In that game of opening the door, this is better here. Well, hang on, you say that, but what if this guy opens the door? It's even better over there. That never-ending loop ends when you fall over dead, and your life's gone. And so you might as well go. And, and take the next leap down. And what we're saying is just the balance between not moving forward at a million miles an hour and just doing everything, but just slightly more calculated and so which you can get the right percentage balance between not wasting time, but not, not wasting time for doing nothing and not wasting time for doing everything. Yeah. Time. But I still lean further into action than not. Mm. <laughs> Always optimized for action. Op optimize for action flex the muscle for decision making those are my takeaways boom awesome stuff coach speaking of flex as always absolutely have a great day thank you for watching another episode of truth seekers we appreciate your interaction so please comment like subscribe to youtube apple Podcasts, or spotify wherever you get your podcasts and if you want more check out some of our links Thanks to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.